You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everyone. You are listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Casal, and I'm going to be talking today about being a neurodivergent therapist and entrepreneur. It's something that is near and dear to my heart. I have been diagnosed with ADHD and knew that for years, but recently did another psyche valve just because I noticed some things and have done a lot of work in my life and got diagnosed with autism. And I want to talk about these experiences because I think that there are superpowers and there are kryptonites in terms of being neurodivergent divergent in a neurotypical world. So, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are neurodivergent, HSPs, highly sensitive people. They either have been diagnosed or experienced, you know, ADHD, maybe ASD, autism spectrum disorder. And it's probably been a blessing in a lot of ways for you. And it's probably also been really painful and really detrimental in a lot of ways too. And it may have felt like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you get these bursts of energy and these wonderful ideas and you just get so creative creative so fast. And then all of a sudden, you know, you deplete yourself, you go all in, you know, that hyper focus and maybe some fixation, some tunnel vision. And all of a sudden you come out of it and you're just absolutely exhausted. It happens to me all the time. You know, I'll be thinking about something, my wheels start turning, my mind starts working and I'm like, oh, this sounds amazing. I need to create this. And I start working on it and I can't see anything else for, you know, a long amount of time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, my brain is not working anymore. I have zero energy. I am depleted and I have no thoughts. I can't even write content. You know, I can't even think straight. And that again is like a blessing and a curse because I can get really involved in something and get really creative and make some amazing stuff happen, but there's a cost to it. And I think for people who are neurodivergent, we don't always see that. We we get so excited about these new ideas and it's really stimulating and we really, you know, start to pursue them. Maybe we get bored after a while. We're like, oh, this is exciting. I really want to create this. You work really hard in involved in the project or the idea. And then after a while, you're like, this isn't really interesting to me anymore. This isn't exciting anymore. And that can bring up a lot of shamefulness of like, am I ever going to be satisfied? Am I ever going to feel fulfillment or contentment? And I know how hard that is. You know, if you're struggling with similar concerns or feelings or emotions, you're not alone. I feel that very, very often where I, you know, get excited. I want to be in movement. I want to create. I want to be outdoors. I want to travel. That's really important to me. And at the same same time, it's there is a cost to that. It feels like maybe you're chasing something or it's just never good enough too. And for those of you who, you know, are neurodivergent, I think it is about protecting your energy too. I mean, sensory overload is real. And, you know, networking is a big part of business ownership and really trying hard to protect that energy, you know, not trying to plug too much into your schedule, not trying to overdo it, bouncing from one thing to the next, because you can get caught up in that trap and all of a sudden, you know, again, depletion and and crashing. And, you know, that's really hard. Another thing I experienced, and I'm sure a lot of you do too, if you, you know, have similar struggles that, you know, maybe you haven't been able to talk about or haven't really realized yet is loneliness and isolation. 
as an entrepreneur, you're working in your business a lot of the time. You maybe are a solopreneur and it's just you. Maybe you're a private practice owner and you're seeing clients all day and you haven't talked to anybody. But there's an intense loneliness that comes with being an entrepreneur and someone with neurodivergence too. Because I think that there's a disconnect from a lot of people and a lot of us don't really like artificial relationships or small talk. And, you know, these deep conversations that we do enjoy when we're connecting are so exhausting. I think if you're a therapist, you know, the energy absorption is really hard. It's hard for everybody. But I think for anyone that has any sort of neurodivergence, it is really hard because you're absorbing energy all day. You're giving a lot of yourself away in therapy sessions and you're listening to a lot of trauma. You're really being present. And that's hard for us because, you know, eye contact is challenging for me. So when I'm in a therapy session, I'm trying so hard to make eye contact and be present. And really all I want to do is be scattered and looking all over the room and looking down and, you know, it's just really intense, especially over screen time and Zoom and telehealth and all of the things that we're doing these days. So, you know, I think it is about trying really hard to have some adaptation in your practices and your businesses of this is how I rest, this is how I recharge, and this is how I need to take care of myself. You know, a lot of us probably need some grounding work throughout the day to regulate our nervous systems as we're working in our businesses or having a lot of contact with other people. And, you know, I know how hard it can be to try to mask yourself and come across as neurotypical and just experience conversations in a way that feels like it's not socially awkward. And I just know how much energy that takes and how painful that can be and how that can lead to intense feelings of loneliness and shamefulness and isolation. And it's a struggle, you know, and I think all of the things that go into being a successful business owner and entrepreneur also can be our kryptonites because at the end of the day, we seem to really have a hard time with our sense of self and connection and just really feeling really emotionally exhausted a lot of the time. But, you know, it's not all bad, right? Like, I think that if I didn't have a brain that operated the way it operates, I wouldn't have created some of the things that I've created. Um, because I will get that, like I said, that burst of energy, that excitement, that creativity, and all of a sudden the content that I create is amazing. And people resonate with it and they, you know, share and they message me and they're like, hey, I couldn't have said this out loud, but I appreciate that. And, you know, that's not the reason I do it, but it's cathartic to get it out. And it feels really good. I've shared my stories of struggles with gambling addiction and impulsivity and mental health my entire life. And I think we destigmatize and work through shamefulness when we talk about this stuff because we're not alone. And you're not alone if you're experiencing you know, any intense struggle with ADHD, ASD, or any sort of neurodivergence. I think it's just really important to talk about it and to find support with people who really get it because there can be a lot of shamefulness when you try to bring it up. Like, this is how my brain works. This is why I feel so scattered. This is why I feel so rigid. This is why I have tunnel vision, right? Like I watch TV shows on repeat on loop. Like <laughs> I have been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, New Girl and Game of Thrones for the last two years over and over and over again, or Lord of the Rings movies over and over and over again. And it can be really hard to break out of that, that loop and that kind of hyper focus of like, this feels comforting, but I also can't turn it off. It's just one of those things. And that can impact business too. You know, we can get into those patterns when we're working in our businesses where it's really hard to turn it off. And we can get really upset and emotional when we have exhausted ourselves. And I think that leads to that like,
like feeling of I'm not good enough, I'm lazy. And that shame spiral starts when in reality, all we need to do is give ourselves a break and take some time and, you know, recharge however we need to recharge. And I think we all should be working in our own therapy too. That's been so critically important for me throughout my development and just understanding of a lot of diagnosis in general. When I got my ASD diagnosis, it made a lot of sense. It was painful. It was very emotional, but it was also validating. And I think that's also created this like acceptance around it of saying, yeah, this has been a struggle. Loneliness, disconnection, not being able to pick up on social cues very often, really feeling like even when you're in a room with people who care about you, that you're alone and just really having that feeling of disconnection, that's hard. And when I got the diagnosis, I thought, okay, that is hard to take in. It was hard to think about childhood experience and why things went the way that they did, especially socially. But then it was like, oh, this is so validating because now I have an answer and it makes sense. My brain works a certain way and I absorb a lot of energy very quickly. And it is hard for me to have certain social interactions, even if to the outside world, it doesn't appear like that because masking is real. And if you have ADHD or ADD or ASD, you've probably been masking your entire life or told that, you know, your behavior was unacceptable. You were unruly. You were maybe disruptive in school or, you know, maybe for women who often get overlooked with these diagnoses, like you were just anxious or you were being needy. In reality, your brain was just working so fast that you couldn't concentrate and you weren't stimulated enough. And it shows up in different ways. Like my wife, I think has ADHD and her craft room that she makes like earrings in and everything else looks like a tornado hit it. Um, and mine is like very rigid and organized. And I think that's more of the ASD component of like everything has to be kind of black and white and rigid and, and focused. And like, you know, I think that these things are just things that we have to learn how to manage. And for business owners, I just want you to hear that because although I don't consider myself to be wildly successful, I do consider myself to have become a successful entrepreneur, you know, starting my private practice four or five years ago, transitioning to a group practice last year, we've got 11 therapists and a psychiatric provider. I now have the podcast. I have the coaching business, the Facebook group. I'm hosting retreats internationally for entrepreneurs to build their businesses. So I just want you to know that it is very possible to struggle with these things. Those things are not going away anytime soon, but at the same time, you can still have a really successful business and life. It just takes a little bit more effort sometimes to be able to handle these things and juggle and also really protect your energy. Like for my Ireland retreat, I'm looking forward to it in March. I've got 12 therapists and their families coming, but I have to mentally prepare now because I know how exhausted I'm going to be with all of that social interaction and all of that energy absorption. And I just, you know, as someone who can come across like maybe, um, I don't know, maybe not the right way, maybe a little bit like uh, it can feel like disrespectful in a way. I can be very short. I can be very like blunted. But I think in reality, it's just more so that I don't like artificial conversations. And maybe a lot of you can relate to that. So I don't do a good job of trying to get out of those. I'm like, uh, I've got to go. And I just walk away trying to get better at that. I just want you all to hear this because a lot of entrepreneurs probably have some sort of neurodivergence. The creativity is there. The wanderlust is there. The desire to do something new or different or exciting is there. The desire to be creative is there, to work outside the box, to break the mold, so to speak, and really harness that because those are your superpowers. Your brain is your superpower. It may not feel like that all the time, but I promise you that if you can really just learn how to use the energy you have and the way that your brain works, you can do so many creative, amazing things. And just allowing yourself to be different too, I think that's really important to just say, yeah, I am kind of weird in social situations. That's that's real. I can't go to the grocery store without getting really overwhelmed. Like I have to move a lot to kind of regulate my nervous system. You know, I think 
that we just have to play to our strengths and also understand how to cope with the things that we struggle with in a way that feels good for us. And those superpowers are real. You might be able to multitask and do so many different things, even though it looks like you're not really paying attention. Like when I'm in meetings, sometimes I'm not looking at the person talking. I might be on my phone. I might be answering emails. I might be having conversations with people in my group practice, but ultimately that helps me focus. Like the distraction and all of the different stimulation helps me focus. It's not that I'm not paying attention. It's not that I'm trying to be disrespectful. It's just the fact that my brain works that way. And that's how I have to kind of make sure that I have the most attention and focus that I can have. So when you're feeling those bursts of energy, go with them, roll with them, like really enjoy them and, you know, try to be really creative. But at the same time, I think it's about understanding that there's probably going to be a recharge period that comes after that, where your brain then is like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. I've done enough and I can't do anything more and allow that to be the case. You know, don't, don't shame yourself and just say like you're lazy or you're not being productive or what's wrong with you. Why can't you focus on A, B, and C right now? It's like, well, you don't have any fucking energy to focus on A, B, and C right now. And that's okay. You've used it all. And I think implementing some mindfulness practice is important and really being aware of like how your body is feeling throughout the day when you're working in your business and stepping away when you can, trying to break that tunnel vision and, you know, trying to regulate your nervous system. I'm working with an IFS therapist right now. She's really great. I've really benefited from it. And she suggested to me, she's like, I don't think you've ever learned how to be playful as a child or as an adolescent or as an adult. I think it's really uncomfortable for you. It's like, yeah, I mean, growing up the way I grew up and the way I experienced life, it's really challenging to, you know, have that emotion or, you know, even on the outside show happiness or joyfulness. I think a lot of people are kind of blunted or flat when you may experience and have ASD. And she said, I want you to go on a website for autism resources. And I want you to just pick something out that stands out to you that's childlike. And I want you to buy it. And I found this like weighted sloth on the website. And I was like, I love sloths, you know, because I, I always think about the fact that like I go, 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 go all the time. And I'm perfectionistic and high achievement oriented. And I never give myself a break. And in reality, I'd love to just be like not moving, like chill, hanging from the tree, like no, no energy whatsoever. So I feel like I want that to be my spirit animal, but it's not. But I had a hard time buying it. You know, I think that it felt like shameful. It felt kind of stupid. It felt like childish, obviously. And a good friend of mine decided that she was going to purchase it and send it to my house. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate that if you're listening, Kara. But it has been so helpful. I put it on my lap during sessions. I put it on my lap during coaching sessions, you know, and it helps regulate because it's weighted just like a weighted blanket. So try to figure out ways that you can do that. You know, allow yourself to have some playfulness, especially if you're feeling like it's really hard to connect to the world. I know what it's like to feel that way. There's a lot of intense loneliness and it can feel torturous sometimes when you want to be connected, but you just feel like you can't access that. So, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're working in your business, if you don't have a lot of contact with other people throughout the day and you're starting to feel that, you know, really try to reach out, really try to connect to people who may get it. I think that's important too. Obviously doing your own therapy is important as well, but just surrounding yourself with people who maybe also share some neurodivergence because I think there's a connection there. Even if you feel disconnected, you might still be able to feel like at least they get it. You know, I think that's normalizing and it helps with the human experience in general. So again, kryptonites and superpowers, pay attention to them, pay attention to the things that drain you. And sometimes the things that drain you are the things that also energize you at the same time, which feels really polarizing. So I think trying to channel that energy and not use it all in one place. And that might mean like visual cues or reminders to step away and take a break or do something outside or something to that extent so that you're not like hyper-focused going down the rabbit hole of like, I'm going to create this course today and like all my energy is going to be there and I'm going to ignore everything else in my life 
life. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know what day it is. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of shift and do something different on the podcast today, just because I've been talking to a lot of colleagues about neurodivergence. Now that I openly stated that I have ASD or that I am autistic, like I'm getting messages a lot from people like, what is this like? Is this something that you would share? You know, my friend feels this way, my colleague, my sister, my brother, my son, which is great. You know, I, it's, it's a bit overwhelming, but at the same time, I think it's again, normalizing the fact that we all struggle. And that's been the goal of this podcast is not only to highlight the successes, but to also name the struggles because they exist. And I think on the outside looking in, a lot of people would look at my life and the businesses I've built and like, wow, everything looks so glamorous. Everything's so great. You travel so often, you've done all these cool things. And it's like, yeah, there's such a uh, other side to it that people don't see that is just exhaustion and, you know, uh, sometimes a lack of self-care. You know, I, I know a lot of therapists don't practice what we preach. So, you know, I'm well aware of that and I can be guilty of that too, but there is a cost to the other side of it. And I'm really trying harder to have more awareness of when I'm feeling a certain way. And again, regulating the nervous system, taking breaks and just not beating myself up for feeling a certain way. You know, if I'm tired, you're tired, your body needs to recharge. It's not that you're being lazy. It's not that you're not like working on something. It's just that you're tired. Same thing with, if you want to go outside and take a walk, you know, like if you want to go play, if you want to go play soccer, any of the things that work for you, if you want to work on a puzzle or watch a TV show, just allow yourself to do the things that you need to do to recharge. You can't be an entrepreneur. You can't be a business owner if you can't show up and have energy to do so. It's really hard, especially when you are the business. So as a private practice therapist, you are the business, you're the therapist, you have to show up for your clients and vice versa. And if I'm in coaching, it's the same thing. I don't want to show up to a coaching session and not be able to focus or give that client my attention because they paid for my services and I want to be able to support them. And that's all aspects of life. So just try really hard to be mindful of that. And you're not alone. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs experience a lot of what we're talking about right now. And it's okay. You know, it's not something to be shameful about. And I want you to just try really hard to talk about it with people who you feel safe with, even if you feel disconnected from them. I mean, I have a lot of friends that care about me and I appreciate that. I'm very grateful for it, but it's very hard to take that in a lot of the time. And I imagine some of you feel that way and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I deviated from the normal course of the podcast, but I think that I really just wanted to talk about this. And if this relates or resonates for anyone, please reach out. You know, I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to support. If you're a entrepreneur who struggles with ADHD, ASD, ADD, I'm here. You know, there's great resources out there. I think that Joel Schwartz runs the Neurodiversity Affirmative Therapist Group. It's a great group too. You know, join that, be a part of it, you know, get some resources there too, so that you don't have to feel alone. You could just lurk. You don't have to participate, but you're not alone. And if you're an entrepreneur working through this stuff or any stuff in general, mental health related or just life related, you're a fucking badass and give yourself some credit, you know, because life is not easy. It's full of challenges, yet we can create such wonderful things that bring us so much joy and fulfillment and excitement and help so many people. And I think that's really just a wonderful testament to the human spirit. So I hope this was helpful. You can always find me at allthingspractice.com for coaching, consultation, business growth, development, private practice startup. I have a four-month coaching program for private practice therapists starting in April and more international retreats to come. The next one will be in Spain. If you are a private practice therapist, please join the All Things Private Practice Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. And we will be releasing episodes every single Monday. So we will see you next week.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.